Welcome to the Travel Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Bowman, the executive editor of TravelPulse.com. Today is Tuesday, November 16th. Happy Travel Tuesday, everyone. It is good to be back. I missed last week's show due to traveling and preparing for the 7th Annual Travi Awards. This year took place at the Miami Beach Convention Center, coinciding with the Cruise World event, where it was clear to see that the cruise comeback is on its way. Several cruise line executives spoke at Cruise World and highlighted how the industry is recovering and forecasted how things will look going into 2022 and what needs to happen. Following those two events, though, I got to board the inaugural sailing for Royal Caribbean's new ship, Odyssey of the Seas, which is an absolute beauty. You can check out my video of the epic ways to have fun on this new ship over at TravelPulse.com or on our social media channels on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. While on that two-night cruise, though, I was able to interview Royal Caribbean's VP, Vicky Freed. She's been on the show before, and it was great to interview her in person this time. Uh, you can hear that interview later on the show, but first, let's dive into what's been trending in the world of travel in the last week. We begin with the Travis. Yes, it was much a buzz last week. Uh, we were supposed to be on Wednesday, November 10th, ended up being pushed back to uh, Thursday, November 11th due to a small fire at the Miami Con- uh, Convention Center, but all was fine. Everything was good other than, you know, pushing it back and having to adjust. So major shout out to uh, the North Star Events team and our all my colleagues at Travel Pulse as well who helped put on that event. It was a fantastic show. It's the Oscars of the travel industry, as we like to call it. What a night it was. Over 300 of the travel industry's finest gathered together in person to celebrate the best of the best in the world of travel as voted on by travel advisors, a.k.a. the real influencers in travel. You guys know I say that all the time, and it's absolutely true. So we had over 90,000 votes were cast in this year, and some of the big winners include uh, Miami, taking home the top city destination in the U.S., Um, Alaska and Las Vegas also rounded out that category too, Jamaica stole the show there, and the Caribbean was named the best destination in the Caribbean, Sandals Resorts was named the best uh, all-inclusive chain, you had Royal Caribbean dominate the ocean cruising scene, winning nine uh, golds, Uh, Celebrity Cruises also took home 11 awards there at the Travis, and we also had Playa Hotels and Resorts was named the best hotel chain overall, and in the river cruising sector, not to be forgotten, of course, is Amma Waterways took the top spot for international, and in the U.S. side, uh, American Queen Voyages took the top spot. So that's just a little sample, a little taste of the winners. You can check out the full list of winners over at TraviAwards.com, but it was a great event, a fun show. Love being up on stage and talking about that. And I got to do a few uh, TV interview spots, too, the next day uh, to highlight some of the award winners. Um, So check your local listings for that. And uh, I'll be putting stuff up on social media as well. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, Elsewhere in the the news side of things, um, some key things to note in the U.S. travel news. The U.S. government is adding a chief travel and tourism officer. And from that, you know, it's part of the Bipartisan Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act that was passed a week ago. The United States will create the chief travel and tourism officer at the Department of Transportation to help coordinate travel and tourism policy across all modes of transportation. According to the details of the new $1.75 trillion legislation, damn, that's a lot of money, the chief travel and tourism officer will be tasked with collaborating with the Department of Transportation's Assistant Secretary for Aviation on all matters involving the government agency. One of the primary functions of the new travel and tourism position is to develop an infrastructure program to provide recommendations for investments geared toward reviving domestic and international travel. The legislation calls for the plan to be completed within six months of the bill becoming law. U.S. Travel Association Executive Vice President Tori Emerson Barnes, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, uh, said, quote, it will uh, facilitate a more coordinated approach to travel and tourism within within the DOT and should help 
with tourism-related discussions between the Departments of Commerce, Transportation, and Homeland Security. This is definitely welcome news here, and I think it's a great thing for the travel industry as a whole. You know, so far, some of the advisors, too, that I spoke with about this absolutely love it. So I think it's good stuff here and excited to see how that progresses moving forward and, and what comes of that and, you know, who, who's going to be named to that. So if you have any early predictions, drop me a line. U.S. travel, though, is rebounding, and it may actually pass pre-pandemic levels pretty here pretty soon, but there is still more work to be done. You know, I think this new position obviously will help that, but so will new policies, as the U.S. Travel Association President and CEO Roger Dow said, quote, while we see much reason for optimism on the horizon, our forecast reveals that travel's recovery is uneven with much work ahead to ensure all segments reach pre-pandemic levels. We believe that the U.S. can implement smart, effective policies that bring back international visitors more quickly and spur business and professional travel to accelerate an economic and jobs rebound. End quote. You know, one possible policy that would spark much debate in the, uh, is that of the ongoing discussions surrounding vaccine mandates on planes. We've talked about it a few times here on the show, but uh, most recently now with in the last week, we had some news, um, new news surrounding that as a United States senator and 35 members of the House of Representatives sent a letter to President Joe Biden asking him to implement a mandate that would um, have all domestic airline passengers provide proof of vaccination or a negative test against COVID-19 in order to fly. They want this in place before the busy holiday season. As we all know, there's going to be an influx of travelers as there is every year, the holiday times. Uh, Thanksgiving is next week, though, so I don't see this being put into place before that. So we'll be back to the will they, won't they, what we're going to do um, discussions probably throughout all of December. Uh, but then again, who knows? You know, it could be like an 11th hour uh, ruling or something like that. And we're given less than a week to make it work before Thanksgiving. Who knows? I mean, I, I remember back in January of this year, it was like a sudden drop uh, and you have to have a COVID test, a negative COVID test to come back into the U.S. And it was a sheer panic there for a few days, but it got worked out and now we've been living like that for 11 months here and going forward with it. And we'll see how much longer that lasts. Obviously, still into 2022, we know for sure. And how long into 2022 remains to be seen. But um, the airlines would be in for a rough go, I think, if we did have to, um, if these lawmakers got their way and um, Biden comes down with that. So uh, they've been steadily struggling um, to keep the mask mandate in place. And you add in a new forced rules and things could get out of hand with some of these passengers uh, who are upset about the mask mandate could definitely be upset about that. So, which is obviously very sad that it's still an ongoing issue with the unruly passengers and people being absolutely terrible on planes and airports. Uh, there was one crazy story where this guy went absolutely nuts shouting, it's a free country and you can't stop me. I can do what I want. And he proceeded to strip down naked and started masturbating in the airport. And oh my goodness, like absolute crazies out there. Like we, we got to get this under control, but I digress. Speaking of the holidays, though, holiday and family travel are expected to get a boost now that kids aged 5 to 11 years old are eligible for approved COVID-19 vaccines. Um, a friend of mine has a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and she signed up for the trials uh, for the kids for vaccines uh, under five. It is possible that early 2022 that those could be ready for the small children and your little ones, which would again give families some peace of mind about traveling next year. We're already seeing um, more families traveling and getting gearing up people that haven't traveled in a while because of that they were were scared or they were just worried or they have whatever issues they have you know that's their life but now that their kids can get vaccinated they feel safer and travel and i think we'll see a big push once the little ones can actually are eligible for the uh, approved vaccine so i've been saying it for a while now but i do think summer 2022 is going to be a huge year 
um, for travel and exceed people's expectations. It might be a bit of a bold prediction there as some people in the industry are forecasting that 23 as will be the full return of travel. And, and that's probably across all sectors, but I think leisure travel for like is going to see some really awesome numbers in summer 2022. That's my hope. And I, I do hope I am right there, but we, we shall see. What is your thoughts on that? Drop me an email podcast at travelpulse.com. Moving over to cruise news, Windstar Cruises announced it will now offer all-inclusive pricing, which will include alcoholic beverages, Wi-Fi, and all gratuities, but it will also keep an a la carte pricing option. You know, all-inclusives have been booming. It's where a lot of people can travel with ease right now, and I'm not surprised that, you know, Windstar jumping in on the all-inclusive trend, and I wonder if you might see even more of this around the cruise sector. Certainly will be interesting to monitor that, but... Um, there are, there's some that already do obviously. And then there's obviously the drink price packages that go with a lot of lines that I think some are probably going to stick to, uh, kind of thing. I think it depends on the brand and, and the ships and, and the type of where you're going and everything like that too. But I think a lot of them will probably keep those, uh, drink price packages as a, like an extra add on thing because people buy them and people love that. So it's, and it's more money, but Hey, we'll, We'll see what, what shifts come from that and, and how Windstar handles that. It'll be certainly interesting to monitor. Um, Virgin Voyages announced that an investment by uh, Patrikoff Company um, that adds a superstar roster of more than 40 entrepreneurial athletes as the brand's latest group of investors. Some of those athletes include Venus Williams, Blake Griffin, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, and more. So that is very interesting there. Virgin jumping in in the... Um, I think that really, that really fits their brand, in my opinion. Like, it just... You know, the athlete, the, the pop, and the, I've heard a lot of great things about that new ship over Virgin Voyages, and they've got a second one coming too pretty soon in the following year. So certainly interesting, the, the, the new side of, of, of cru- the new scene of cruising there for Virgin Voyages and uh, trying to reach a certain demographics, I guess. It'd be interesting to see how things go for them once we get out of this uh, mess of a pandemic here and how, how big they, they can get and how much they can challenge some of these other cruise lines too. Um if you've been on that ship, let me know because I, I love hearing about it and I love seeing people's pictures. So, uh, Carnival Cruise Line has some news too. They announced its third Excel class ship will be named Carnival Jubilee and it will be delivered in 2023 and it will be based in Galveston, Texas. Bookings for the Jubilee will open in early 2022. That pretty much wraps up what is trending in the last week of travel. Any additional thoughts, drop me an email podcast at travelpulse.com. Next up, you can hear my interview with Vicki Freed which took place this past weekend on a floating cabana at Coco Cay, Royal Caribbean's beautiful private island. We are here with Royal Caribbean VP, Vicki Freed. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And you know what's so exciting is that the industry is back and our travel partners are back in the business and they're, they're starting to see momentum, which is all good. Yeah, you guys had all those signs about the Royal Caribbean comeback and it is the big cruise comeback. So congratulations on winning 11 total travel awards for Royal Caribbean. Um, how exciting is that and how meaningful is it that travel advisors, the real travel influencers as we call them, are voted you guys the best? Well, you know, we only want to win the awards if we've deserved the awards. And so when the travel advisors vote for us uh, and they recognize our efforts, it means so much to us, especially the fact that uh, we won the gold travel for the best support uh, in the travel industry for the travel advisor. I mean, that's that's meaningful to us because we care about the travel advisors. We always have. We always will. And, you know, it's in our DNA to just be there for the travel advisors and help them become very successful. 
And how are bookings looking for this holiday and winter travel season? Well, we're seeing the bookings pick up, um, and so that's great. And consumers are saying, you know, I haven't vacationed in one or two years. I'm ready to go, and uh, travel advisors are recommending Royal Caribbean. So it's a win-win for everybody, the consumer, of course, because we're delivering exceptional vacation experiences, high uh, net promoter scores, meaning the customer is likely to come back and recommend us to their friends and family. And so, you know, everything's working out beautifully for us. Wonderful. And how high are the guest capacity levels right now? Does it vary ship by ship? You know, when we initially started out, we wanted to be very thoughtful about our occupancy levels. We wanted to make sure the protocols were uh, working and in place. And the protocols are working, and we've increased our capacity, our load factors, um, so that we're over 50% now. And each month, we're going to keep increasing. And we have 18 ships in the water right now, uh, more to come. So by the spring of next year, we will be fully back with all all 26 ships, including the brand new Wonder of the Seas. That was very exciting. So how would you say the cruise experience has changed since restarting operations, you know, in the summer compared to here we are now in the middle of November? Well, I, I think there's been a lot of silver linings that have happened aboard the ships. Um, the first is the e-mustering, which is the safety drill. In the past, the guests would all have to congregate together either in a lounge or by the outside lifeboats. And now everybody does it on their phone or they do it through watching the video that's on their TV in their stateroom. And then they go to the lifeboat station, they check in with a crew member, and the crew member says, do you have any questions? This is where you're going to come in the event of an emergency. And once everybody agrees, yes, yes, I've read, I've watched the video, I, I agree, I understand the, you know, the details, they're often enjoying their vacation. So there's no lost time on their vacation by having to congregate in what was the old-fashioned way of doing safety drills. Excellent. And what are the key features here on the new Odyssey of the Seas? Or what do you think separates it from other cruise ships out there? Well, I think what separates Royal Caribbean from other cruise lines and, and vacation brands is that we have that unique quality of quality and energy combined. So there are beautiful quality lines. We own a few. Um, there are lines out there that have energy, but nobody has that unique combination of quality and energy combined. As far as the features go, we have so many different features. And, you know, probably one of the one, the one area that we get guests saying to us, you know, ooh, I, this is my only challenge with being on a ship as beautiful as Odyssey of the Seas is I can't do it all in seven days or six days or eight days, depending on the length of the cruise. And so, which means people have to come back because we are one of these companies that just says it's all about choice. So when it comes to entertainment, there's going to be more entertainment than your clients can partake in. And there's going to be more food options, more specialty restaurants, more complimentary restaurants restaurants and on and on and on. You just can't do it all. Yeah, there is a lot on board and I think that's really exciting for guests. So, um, what efforts though is Royal Caribbean making as it relates to diversity, equity, and inclusion? Oh, well that's been a big effort of ours. Um, you know, we've always been a very diverse uh, workplace at Royal Caribbean, but now we're really even more committed to it to make sure that everybody has opportunities um, regardless of background or uh, sexual orientation or what have you um, to be able to grow with a company like ours. Excellent. And what are Royal Caribbean's goals for 2022? You know, our goal is to be back delivering uh, an exceptional vacation experience on all 26 of our ships to serve the travel professional. Um, that is a, a strong goal of ours is that when we can help the travel professional become successful, then we never have to worry about our own success. It's a win-win for everybody. Last question here. What is your overall message to travel advisors right now? 
You know, we are committed to serving you, the travel advisor. So at Royal Caribbean, if you find a need or if you don't even have a need, but you just want to just grow your business, we want to be that partner that you can lean on and call on. And so just give us a call. Let us serve you. Let us help you grow your business because we need you in the future. We're growing as a company. We need you to be successful so that we can be successful. And it's a win-win for you, for us, and of course, the consumer. Thanks again to Vicki for taking time out of her busy day and the lovely views that we had over there on that private island were fantastic. So I appreciate her taking time to answer some questions and talk to the listeners here and provide her thoughts on all things cruising right now and obviously providing that ever important message to the travel advisors. So that wraps up this week's show. Any thoughts, any feedback, I always welcome it as well. Podcast at travelpulse.com. If you enjoy the show and you are listening on Apple, Spotify, Google, I'd love for you to leave a review. It would greatly warm my heart as we head into this uh, holiday season here. And I hope that you have a fantastic rest of your week. And thanks for listening, folks. Oh, quick note, no show next week, probably due to uh, Thanksgiving week and everything going on. So we'll be back uh, a bit later. So thanks again for listening, folks. Have a great week.